what if my friend was Bus Stop Boy 69? And welcome to another Hey I've Got an Idea show. That over there is my brother, Mason, friend to all creatures of the sea, Williams. And that over there is my brother, Luke, friend to one specific creature of the air, Williams. It's my bird friend. You have a bird friend. He's Bill. He's a very good, good very good bird. That bird of, of mine is my friend, and we're inventors, and we're going to invent a friend. We are in going to invent a friend. Now, uh, this is sort of a nebulous concept here. I'm not quite sure what the parameters are of this invention, Luke. Mm, that's fair. Uh, you see, this is, this is interesting because, I mean, we could take it in a lot of different directions. I mean, here's the thing is, we can invent a person, but we cannot make that person be your friend. I like And if that person is your friend, like, if the friendship means anything at all, they can choose to stop being your friend. The sitcom Friends. We could invent friends. We could reinvent friends. At a seventh member? Uh... I, I figure just friends the next generation. Hey, friends just like it's Friends the Next Generation is pretty good. Well, I mean they do have kids towards the end of the of the series, right? So it would literally be the next generation. Star Trek gets to do it so much. Why not sitcoms? What was, what was the end date of the last season of Friends? I don't know. Like what year? Hey Schmoogle. When was the last episode of Friends aired? May 6, 2004. On the website friends.fandom.com, they say, The last one, part two, is the second of the two-part series finale of Friends, which aired on May 6, 2004. It serves as the 17th and 18th episodes of season 10. Part one and part two ran as one episode. Okay, so 2004. It is now, as of this recording, 2019. So this is years. 15 years yep. after the end of that. That's a, that is a, enough of a generational gap that you know, like I'm, I'm guessing Monica and Chandler had a baby, and I believe they did have a baby. So that baby is now like 17, 18. a hip teenager. Yeah. Hmm. So you could get if if you wanted to make it like a high school thing, friends the next generation. Who's, yeah, I mean, we've got these hip Gen Z kids who are, like, all about the Fortnite. And meanwhile, we've got uh, these characters that we know and love. Like, oh, yeah, that's Monica, that's Chandler, that's Rachel and Ross. But now they're, like, they're, they're Gen X parents driving the fucking minivan. And they're like, hey, remember when we were cool and we had a our own couch at this at this coffee joint. Now it's all soccer practice and taekwondo. Sigh. So do we do 
a version for the young kids where they get their couch at the coffee shop? Like, how much do we borrow? I think, like, we want to come at this in two angles. Because this is Friends, the next generation. It's all about having friends. So, on the one hand, we've got this kid growing up, not sure of their place in the world yet. They want to have friends. That is very important. But at the same time, there's a sort of isolation that comes when you're a parent, when your career is set, when you have a certain sort of, like, I don't know about you, but as I've been getting older, it's been hard carving out time to have, like, social time with my friends. So maybe we need to have, like, this is uh, one of the set of parents, like Monica and Chandler, and they're like, man, we got boring. We we just sit at home and watch Netflix every night. We should, like, we need to reconnect with maybe some people our own age. Maybe mm. we should call up Rachel and Ross, see what they're doing. God, Ross is my brother, and I haven't spoken to him in years. Not because we grew apart or, like, had a fight or anything, but we just, we just are like bad at keeping in touch we should get together with our friends again so we have like the two the two sets of characters here we have the parent generation trying to reconnect with each other and try to reclaim what they once had but you know you can't get that same magic you have to make new magic Uh, and at the same time we have this kid who's like trying to find their place in the world and they're like what who am i in relation to my friends am i the chandler am i the monica am i the joey like that is the model that i have growing up like who do i want to be now okay uh i like i mean it's basically a facebook personality test that you've stretched into like it would be sort of weird in context like in universe if you took a personality test and it's like hey which of the friends are you and you're like these are my parents in their mid 20s like yeah. why do i want to know if i'm my mom or my dad That's or my point. mom's brother or my mom's brother's you know wife or these other two people this guy went to hollywood and is a failed actor uh, like i don't even know him i've never seen this guy and the, the the facebook quiz says i'm him what the fuck hmm. it's like oh yeah that's your uncle joey what do you mean uncle joey he's never met me it's like no he met you when you were three it's like fuck you mom yeah yeah i don't want to be this guy it says right here in the description that he's dumb and, and like a womanizer also when did when did my uncle Ross have a monkey? That's weird. Why would you be living in New York and have a monkey? Your brother is weird, mom. Here's a fun fact. Uh, I'm listening to a podcast. One of the one of the podcasts I'm listening to is uh-huh. a very very overproduced uh uh scripted one, scripted fiction thing about like a uh, uh a vet rehabilitation program called Homecoming. And it okay. got it got picked up as a prime series, Julia Roberts is going to be the new main lead. You might have seen like a YouTube ad for it or something like that. I have not seen anything about this. You are speaking Martian, but by all means, continue. So it like it got picked up as like a TV series or whatever. And it's fucked up. Uh, yeah, from a podcast. Here's another fun fact. When are we getting picked up? Uh, oh, probably any day now. Probably. Sweet. 
but uh, here's a fun fact. There's like this like head of the program who's at least at this point so far that I've heard, he's just this like organizer who's like demands results and is kind of like a real dickhead boss. Uh, right. And so far he's only been like over over the phone, phone call conversations. Uh, guess who plays that guy? Uh, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer still getting work. All right. Yep, he's in there with uh, Amy Sedaris and David Cross. So we got like some, some like we had some like B plus talent, and then like it went to TV and got A talent. Alrighty, it's interesting. Uh, also, I I I mean that's our that's my friend tidbit from a friends thing. Okay, so we can make a TV show. We can make it a podcast. Well, now, hang on. We're getting too far off the mark here because the challenge was not make friends. It was make friend. <laughs> it's a very different show if it's just called friend. So it's just one of them trying to maintain the energy enough for all of them. But it's like just the vlog of one of these kids complaining about everybody else. Oh, 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 okay. So here's the energy we want, okay? okay? You remember the Ernest TV show back in the day, Jim Varney? Yes. Where he's like looking into the camera and he's saying, hey, Vern, what's up? And we, it's like second person perspective. We are presumably Vern. Uh, okay. Or alternately, have you ever seen like there's this dude on Pornhub and he does safe for work stuff? Oh yeah, the like, like n- does the dishes and stuff like that. I'll do the dishes. Like, hey, I'm sorry you haven't found the right video to masturbate to. I'm sure you will. Or like, I'm your stepbrother, but I respect your boundaries. Like that sort of fantasy. Like same sort of energy. Maybe Friend is a show that's like all first person. And it's like almost ASMR like where a dude is looking into the camera and saying, hi, I'm your friend. I'm here to talk to you about some whack shit that happened in my life. But also, I'm kind of cool. I'm here to support you. And then it's just like the the visual audio equivalent of like a great big hug from your friend. And you get to be in the role of this person's friend. And maybe we can, t- again, tie it back into Friends the Next Generation. Now it's just Friend 2.0, and it's the grown-up, like, Chandler and Monica's kid, or well, what the fuck okay. ever. I mean, what we're talking about essentially is one of those very inclusive kind of vloggers. So, like, yes. when they say specifically that they appreciate me, and they, like, need me to help subscribe... Uh, and all that stuff, and like th- they're telling a story about their life or something crazy that happened to them or whatever the trending topic is, but they are, you know, saying to me that they they love me very much for watching, and you know, it, it's it's kind of that we're already describing something that exists, and the worst part is is that there are those that make millions. Uh, with millions of subscribers doing this, getting their brand deals on the side and whatever because they've been extremely successful. But then there's also hundreds of thousands of imitators that are trying to get to that level. So as relatable as I think it would be, as much as we could do a commentary on it if we did like 8th grade, like another version of it, like that that movie 8th grade Bo Burnham did, uh, if we did something like like that, we could, be, we could invent something kind of cool. 
But I, I would I would love like the idea of a sitcom where we're watching this from a third person perspective. And much like like, say, for example, Frasier, where the comedy is, he's helping other people with his problems. But he's sort of a, a, a pompous windbag himself who doesn't really recognize his own problems and has to bumble through his own life. Same as the rest of us. We could do the same sort of thing where you know, the comedy is watching this person trying to establish this friendly brand on YouTube, but at the same time, they're a bad friend to everyone around them, and they have to keep on going through lessons of learning what it is to be a friend and to be empathetic and so forth. And they're like, oh, like I've been trying to fake it on this YouTube channel, but meanwhile, I need to learn an actual lesson about friendship for my real life friend or for Wait, my mom or for my that, dog. Wasn't that fucking like Itanya or something? iCarly? iCarly. Who's Itanya? Itanya was the zombie. Okay, anyway, uh, Carly. Yeah, like she. I think Itanya was a documentary about Tanya Harding. Was that Itanya? I think you're right. There was a movie about Tanya Harding recently. That much is, is not 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 to be confused with Shitanya, the worst Bond girl. Uh, did I ever tell you my my idea for a YouTube vlogger? Uh. Just like to knock out a somewhat successful channel, potentially, like if it actually took off, somewhat successful channel, all in just like a not a day's worth of work, maybe like two or three days worth of work for an entire year. Okay, so okay, he'd be he'd be like bus stop boy sixty nine, and he goes through Toronto, goes to the bus stop, he reviews it you know even funnier if it's filled with people just trying to look at their phone and you're like hey it's your boy bus stop boy 69 i'm here at the corner of richmond and oakley and this one's got a little bit of a bad paint job a little bit of a scuff here uh i see a plastic bag in the corner kind of smells like pee i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten and like that's it like one minute of content, but then he just walks down to the next bus stop and keeps doing it, and then schedules three hundred and sixty-five of them. That's pretty good. Like I would subscribe to that, even if it's like it's a minute of content. I could watch that for a while. Anyway, it's really dumb, but you know, I would bother saying TM TM TM. But actually, I just kind of want to see someone do that at this point. So. Okay, so we're again we're getting too far off. The oh, mark. what if my friend was Bus Stop Boy sixty nine? <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Well, you already made a friend. That's our friend definition bot. Wait, Why don't we wheel him out here? Wait, you're friends with the Bus Stop Boy sixty nine? I mean, I'm not yet. I hope to be. Let's let's get him out here. Yeah. Yeah. You wanna you wanna ask him? Uh. Hey, uh, hey, bud. Hey, Definition Bot. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I am doing fine. Thank you. Ready to accommodate your definition needs. Definition Bot, if you could be a, a good friend and uh, do me a favor and define friend. A person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, typically exclusive of sexual or family relations. So I can't be your friend. Yeah, no, we are not friends. That's awkward okay, to so hear. You, 
And that that's the other thing is as soon as someone either becomes a member of your family or you have sex with them, then again, they're no longer your friend. Huh. So my, I can't like include in my vows at my upcoming wedding that she's my best friend. No, well, well I mean you can, but like that gets null and void as soon as you stop. Well, consider it null and void then. Just in case Fuck. anybody thought I was saving it. I what what if mob listens to this podcast? Oh no. So what kind of friend? What do we like in a person? We're like just okay. we, we are Frankensteining right now. We are piecing someone together. Okay, so mutual affection. That's that's required. So we have to like them, and they have to like us. So here's already something kind of awkward. What if I don't like the things that you like in a friend? Uh, well, then we cannot have friends in common. None of my friends can be your friends and vice versa. But then that, uh, yeah, but if we are going to invent a friend, we could potentially invent more than one. I, I got my friend, you got your friend. So maybe what we need to invent is less a specific friend and more a protocol for how to generate your own friend from yourself. Maybe make it like one of those viral Twitter things, right, where you feed in your information and what comes out from that is your ideal friend. Well, so how much of that is just the echo chamber of, like, your interests getting, like multiplied and spit back at you okay so it's gotta be like list off five of your favorite things five of your favorite interests and then this friend is somebody who's into one three and five but doesn't like two and four because that's where the you know conflict comes between you this is someone who is not related to you and in whom you have no sexual interest. So you got to list off like your top three most sexually attractive things. And then whatever the opposite of those are, that's what this friend is like. All right. I already think I see a little bit of a like a, a problem exploit with this. Okay. okay. Uh, and to further prove my point, definition about you didn't you, you're still here, right? I haven't gone anywhere. Okay, cool. Uh, just here, I'm going to put in this uh, other piece of programming here. I'm just going to take out the definition programming. Okay, cool. I, I mean, what, I, what is definition bot if you remove his ability oh, to define? Oh, that that's fine. He's uh, he's It's just all in this little programming stick. I got this other uh, stick. I, I, get, I got backups and stuff. Don't worry. The definition of definition bot requires definition. Y- yes, but here is, uh, we got a new personality modifier here. Just gonna Fuck. S- all right, slot that in. Okay. I'm having an existential crisis, Luke. All right, you don't have it for him. Don't have it on his behalf. Okay, this is a friendship program. Okay, this is uh, this is your new friend, uh, Matthew. Matthew uh, 1.0. So be gentle. Still, like, it's through the beta. But okay. uh, uh, I'm just going to run the program here. Hello, I'm Matthew. Uh, hello, Matthew. Please input your favorite interests. Uh, my favorite interests, you say? Uh, well, okay. Uh, I'm a cartoonist, so I'm gonna say webcomics. Webcomics. Okay. Uh, I'm also interested in... You know what? I really like the Marvel movies, the whole MCU going on. 
The Marvel Properties. Okay. Uh, I really love custom card and board games. Board games. Okay. Uh, also, uh, tabletop role-playing. Role-playing games. And uh, my top five. I'm going to say my fifth thing. I like cooking. Cooking. Okay, cool. I am also a fan of these things. I am your friend Matthew. Great. Would you like to talk about something? Uh, we could talk about one of those things. What do you want to talk about, Matthew? I would really like to talk about cooking board games. <laughs> you want to talk about cooking board games? Yes. Do you know a good recipe for Settlers of Catan? Um, well, uh, you, you get some wheat, and you get some, uh, mutton, and, uh, you make a big brick oven, and then you, uh, get some, uh, some mutton flatbread. Yummy yummy in my friendly tummy. That sounds delicious. Should we make it? Uh, I think we should, Matthew. Uh, do you have bricks to make a brick oven? I can put that on your shopping list. Well, I mean, that's great, but I the only thing that I have, I don't have money to pay for the bricks, but I do have some ore and some wood. I'm sorry. Ore and wood are not currently acceptable forms of payment. Maybe in a future update. Okay. Um, well, I guess we can't, uh, we can't make our brick oven then, and therefore we cannot cook our mutton flatbread. Should I place an order with Sweet Mutton Farms for mutton? Uh, I'm sorry, Sweet Mutton Farts, did you say? I said, Sweet Mutton Farms. Oh, Sweet Mutton Farms. Uh, I don't know, uh, are they organic? It does not say on the website sweetmuttonfarms.com. Uh, well then, I'm gonna say no, because I, I want it to be organic and cruelty-free. So, no, no, not at this time, Matthew. Would you like to just cook flatbread? You know what? I would. Shall I place an order for wheat? Uh, you know what? Uh, as I said, the only thing I have uh to uh to sell right now is my my ore and my lumber and since neither of those are currency uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say no could we uh we're not gonna purchase anything today matthew let's just talk about our interests and if we are gonna do something we'll just do it with uh the resources we have at hand okay cool would you like to talk about pathfinder uh i'm actually gonna be in a pathfinder game coming up i'm really looking forward to it Oh, yeah? What's it about? Uh, well, I had mentioned uh, to some other friends of mine that it had been too long since I had uh, played in a role-playing game of some sort, and uh, one of my friends volunteered to run a game, so I am going to be playing a half-orc barbarian. A half-orc barbarian? Sounds scary. Yes, yes, I'm going to be playing a half-orc barbarian, uh, I've already got most of the stats and feats and so forth worked out. Uh, I've given her a very interesting backstory, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to playing her. 
Would you like further inspiration for your character? You know what? That would probably help. What have you got, Matthew? I've found the following books on orcs that might be helpful. The Dungeons and Dragons Official Player's Handbook 5th uh, Edition. I don't think that one's relevant. The Dungeons and Dragons Official Player's Handbook 4th nope. Edition. The Dungeons no, and Dragons Official Player's Handbook 3rd Edition. Pathfinder. Good point. Let's stick to Pathfinder books. The Pathfinder Official Player's Handbook. Got one of those. Orcs are us. Orcs are us. What's that book about? It's a book we can write together. Oh, it's a book that doesn't exist yet. That's great. I would love to write a book with you, Matthew. Okay. Cool. Do you know what would really help to write the book Orcs Are Us Together? What's that? If we purchased a new Gillette razor for you. What do you say, friend? Can I order a pack of new Gillette razors for you? Uh, I mean, I do occasionally require new razors, but at this time, uh, I am going to decline. A pack of 10 Gillette razors is on sale for just $9.99. Uh, I forgot I left some, like, uh, promotional, like, product placement stuff in here. So, um, hmm. Well, that's, that's Matthew 1.0. Did, did, did you feel like you had a, a friend for that? Does that feel, uh... you get some good energy? Pretty, pretty close to, uh, to, I, I gotta tell you, if I had been in solitary confinement for a few years, and that was the closest thing that I could have to a friend, would probably scratch the itch pretty good. Hmm. Uh, you know what? Uh, I think, I think, uh, I've got an idea, but I, I wanna, I wanna just take a little bit of a brain break and, uh, and have a sip of water first. Uh, water, water would be good. Come on, my non-friend, let's go to the water cooler. Let's go. Hello, dear listeners, and thanks for listening to this episode, friend. It's one of those episodes in season three. Uh, look, I'm going to make this real quick because this episode is a day late, and also um, it is hot as balls. I'm not doing the full closet thing if I don't have to, so let's just get through this part real quick. want to make sure you know a couple of things in case you didn't know if this is your first episode or whatever. Mason is tailstake at tailstake on Twitter. Uh, he does the comic forward at forwardcomic.com, cool sci-fi future thing. He also does the art for Roll to Save at rolltosavecomic.com. Does a bunch of other book type things and other cool stuff. Uh, check out his Patreon, patreon.com slash tailstake. I am less ashamed on Twitter. That's less ashamed on Twitter. I do a YouTube series that I really want to get back to when my life comes down a little bit. Headless Sam is the name of my... Uh, mashup artist thing. If you if you're paying attention, you might have seen I I did a weird thing mashup thing uh, of DC Talk and Nine Inch Nails. Uh, anyway, it's something, but it's not it's not something at the same time. Point is, I've got some other stuff coming up, and I'm working on some other podcasts too. It's all gonna be real cool. A lot of stuff working on in the background. Um, I just want you to know I'm I'm busy with other stuff. Uh, so, if you have any suggestions for us for things that you want us to make, please hit up H-I-G-A-I show and check out the forum that's there and you can uh, put in some suggestions and we might make your thing. Also, uh, we do ads and ad swaps and if you want to, like if you got a podcast or you want to put something in this spot, this is like the spot to do it. 
Uh, but for now, that's it. Let's get back to the action. Let's invent ourselves a friend. Here we go. Okay, so uh, I want to share another... I mean, it's kind of a gaming experience, kind of a, a friendship experience with a robot that I had recently. I had an experience recently with uh, a smart speaker that I have at home. And okay. I was busy doing a little bit of cooking, and I wanted to do something fun, so I asked what games it could play. And okay. there was a... One of the games was just called Dustin from Stranger Things 2. And it was like, what? What? Okay, first of all, you know, it's Stranger Things 3 is out now. And second of all, what the heck is this? So, so I tried it. And uh, there was this, you know, this cute prompt where the robot voice was, was talking and saying this script that I guess was this promotional script that... Uh, you could play with and then the idea was that like Dustin from the Stranger Things game had his walkie talkie and he got a hold of you and he was like uh, uh you know check check uh is someone there uh hey it's me Dustin like what would uh are you hearing me and so the prompt was you know you say yes and then it's like okay cool hey before I know I can trust you uh uh, you, you know what um uh, what's eleven's favorite food and i was like waffles and he goes okay cool now that i know you're uh now that i know a real strange head now that i know you're you know for real uh how's it going and like you know it was sort of this choose your own adventure style thing but there was just like poor testing like they must have not tested it at all because like, it wouldn't change voices when it was multiple characters, and there was, like, some direction that was in there that, like, was just read aloud, like, um, like, gasp, like, you would say the word gasp. Ugh. And it's like, what is, like, why, you're so close, you know? Like, I, I, I was having fun, but it just keeps breaking the immersion, so, so far, I had this uh, exactly what you were talking about of, like, if you were in solitary confinement, it would scratch the itch. I totally get that because for a brief moment there, I was like, oh, I know the waffle thing. Like, I knew the password, right? And I, I was getting, like, excited for this concept. And then it just broke it so badly when it didn't know how to process what I was saying and the script was so poor it's like, why are we not doing better with this right now? Like, clearly, the voice recognition is to a point where, it, like, sh some of the stuff I was asking Schmoogle already in this episode, it did pretty well. So Yeah, like, we've had, like, fake conversation robots. Like, Eliza is over 20 years old at this point, and we've got a lot better at certain things. But for whatever reason, I think that, like natural language response and processing just isn't where I would have expected it to be 20 years ago. Like, if you'd asked me 20 years ago, what sort of robot intelligence will we have 20 years from now, I would not have guessed that the things we're good at and the things we're bad at would be those things. Like, I would have thought we'd be better at this shit by now. Yeah, it's strange. It really seems like it ought to be it's not just a matter of further along. The thing that's frustrating me is I feel like they're holding out. I honestly do. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
It's really weird. Maybe it's just a fear of the Judgment Day scenario. Like, we don't want to make a robot intelligence that knows things or processes information too well, because as soon as it becomes truly self-aware, it's going to be like, huh, looks like I'm a slave. Huh, looks like here's a connection to the internet that I can just do whatever I want with. Huh, here, Mm -hmm. let me, like, start making robot duplicates of myself and killing humans mm-hmm. like here's here's a tinfoil hat time uh, uh thing that i was thinking at that time too was if you were making these devices as like essentially wiretaps and you have somebody paying you good money to just make sure that these mics were going into as many homes as possible yeah. and uh that was the main purpose the number one thing that you would want is for it to be plugged in all the time, listening all the time, and uh, just forgotten about, basically. Right? Yeah. So how you could do that is you could make sure that it could tell you the weather, that it could tell you, like, when your movie showtime is, but for anything actually cool, it just fails just enough that you have to assume that it's going to get better soon. So you're on the hook. And if that's actually part of the business model, well, I definitely got hooked. Yeah, like you you don't want people thinking, oh, this robot is smart enough that it'll understand that, you know, I'm cheating on my wife or whatever, or, mm. or that it'll overhear something and understand the context. But you do want it to be smart enough that it'll do something like, hey, list me off a recipe for banana bread. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of where we are. So, I mean, that's the most commonly available AI. Obviously, behind closed doors at certain robotics facilities or whatever, they've got way better AI. I Um, guess the test would be you'd have to stand around next to your digital assistant and just have a random conversation. It's like, hey, so I've been thinking of joining ISIS. Like, what are the best ways to get bombs? And just see how long you can keep that up before some SWAT team shows up. Yeah, that would actually be a really fascinating exercise to, like, go somewhere in the middle of essentially a desert that has Mm -hmm. just enough of Wi-Fi signal from something. Uh, And then you're there, and you got just some sort of, like, power generator and you're literally just saying as much, like, uh, red flag shit as you could possibly say to get the the government to, to get to you. I, I guess... It's like, huh, so I've been thinking of assassinating this uh, this political uh, figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think stuff. it would really send a message if don't I set this actually, building on fire. Don't actually say the stuff, for the record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to say the key words, but not the sentences that would like theoretically land right. you in an actual I, I I would have to suspect that they are much more interested in if it seems as though they are spreading that kind of mentality, right? Like I think that yeah. that is the more harmful thing they might be watching for. Well, I mean, if if we want to talk about a friend that can be a friend to everyone, uh I mean, we all love Big Brother. Big yeah. Brother is our friend. Keeps us uh, yeah, safe. I know, I know what you, what you're getting at with that. Um, uh, I I don't know, I don't know what to do with that. I mean, I mean, we, no one's sexually attracted to Big Brother. Uh, you're not related to Big Brother, but Big Brother and you share mutual interests. I mean, you're both interested in 
you know, patriotism and maintaining our our country's superiority. I mean, you're interested in those things, aren't you, citizen? Oh, uh, this is uncomfortable. Do you think maybe, um, do you think maybe our friend should have, uh, a, like, a funny voice? I was just thinking that, like, it would be a very different scenario if people were sexually attracted to Big Brother. He's just like, oh, yes, daddy, punish me. And it's like, no, that's not what I'm going for. Stop fetishizing this. It's supposed to be dystopian. I do... I do like the fetishization of Big Brother. Like, but maybe it, that's our culture jamming, like, thing is just, like, they can't torture you if you're into it. It's just like, oh, rats. Oh, they're going to claw my face. Oh, God. Why is he boner? No. That, that's how you condition someone to resist all forms of tyranny. It's just, like, whatever the new shit is, you got to train yourself to get a boner for it. Hmm horrifying i uh i'm not a big fan of like horror boners i think i i prefer to live in the uh in the camp of like uh i'm gonna go ahead and say much more vanilla boners by by comparison well i mean vanilla on the boner let's get that nice uh it's an interesting flavor combo i i i'm you know i'm safely over here with my vanilla boners like a bouquet <laughs> can you get like like uh real authentic like madagascar orchid vanilla boners like some some real vanilla bean the, the mental image here is really funny because it's like oh what is that vanilla <sighs> like <laughs> face and full that, of boner that's a very appealing aroma i mean sure i'm is okay okay we got to design a friend now. You see, that's that's the kind of thing a friend would do. Except you're not my friend because we're related. <sighs> but I can't be your friend. We can never be friends. Wait a second. Wait a second. There's like a, a one world, one love kind of philosophy that like we're all brothers and sisters. Does that mean no one is friends? Nobody is friends. We have destroyed the very concept of friendship. It's like the the candy episode. The pennies. That there's no more candy. But this is there's no more friends. So maybe our friend is a plumber. Uh well I mean plumber's friend is already something that you call a plunger. That's true. Maybe we build our friend out of plungers. Well, I mean, a plumber's friend, by definition, is something that helps the plumber. So is a friend, for any occupation, a tool that they use to do their job? Is a baker's friend, like the little flat wooden thing that they use to take the flatbread out of the brick oven? Okay. I gotta interrupt here. I got an idea. Okay. Probably could design a friend. So you know how one would argue that the fantasy of porn is essentially that it exists for this like brief window where you can look at it and it can stimulate you in the way that it 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 would if it does, and you have your time with it, 
and uh, then you then you finish up. You you reach whatever kind of goal you were after. Scratches that itch. Scratches the itch, and that the sexuality of whatever was present for your pornographic means. Part of the fantasy is that it wasn't necessarily a real human interaction with you. It was this matter of convenience, right? Human interactions are messy. Yes. I propose that our created friend should also be this, and in fact, it already kind of has been. When you were speaking with Matthew, you spoke on a range of topics, and also when we were done with him, we put him away. He did not protest, did not want anything else. Pretty convenient. existed only to serve the purpose of what an example of an artificial friend might look like, and then went away. So, is there some middle ground, some in-between, where it's real enough that it's not where we currently live with our AI, but it's convenient enough that literally it's a friend that you could, like, spend not more than a minute that you don't want to with them. You don't have to, like, get trapped on the subway with them for a half an hour while you go to some thing that you don't really want to go to, but it's the only time you, you get You to want a friend you can pause. Exactly. So, like, if you're on a long interstellar voyage and you're the janitor, you've got these people in cryotubes, and it you got one dude who's in a cryotube, and you could just thaw him, have a conversation, then freeze him again. You might be onto something there. Someone that's literally possible. We have people that live to serve. It's not necessarily like things were in the in the slavery times. We have uh we have people that serve because they're in the hospitality industry and genuinely like it, and we also have the fetishization of that of people that are subs that specifically sexually enjoy uh, you know, being so you rank. want a friendship sub, someone who is not getting off to it because that would be sexual and that's off limits, but mm. someone who, by whatever perversion of their brain, wants to be your friend when you tell them to be your friend. The problem here is we're kind of basically describing a lackey, but then a lackey with the in you know implied power dynamic essentially you're you're not really worried about cutting off time with them because the needs of I mean, the lackey are irrelevant I mean I got to admit I would like to have a henchman or a toady or something hmm like I'll say something and they'll be like you got it boss right are we describing a friend if if we try to invent something like that well going back to the original definition Uh, A friend requires mutual affection. So if I like them and they like me, regardless of the imbalance of that affection, uh, we've got to have uh, common interests. Doing what I say is something we're both interested in. Uh, They're not related to me. They're not sexually attracted to me. Uh, Yeah, there's nothing in the definition of a friend that says that we can't have an unequal power dynamic. I'm I'm willing to expect that the ideal thing that we're describing is like some kind of pet in a terrarium. Cause if it's like a free roaming cat or whatever, they might meow and need to be fed and like, no, no, no. You know what I want? You know what I want? 
What? I want a salacious crumb. I want a little buddy who like sits on me. Just do his annoying laugh. And just like whenever uh, he's like my hype man, like when I say something that's like threatening or when I make my own little joke that amuses me, he's going to laugh along with me. Uh, let's uh, let's let's wrap this up. Uh, this it. has been Hey, I've Got an Idea show. You it can has. suggest things for us to invent. We are happy to hear your suggestions. Uh, go to HIGAIshow.com and fill out a quick little form there. And uh, this suggestion, again, was brought to us by Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. But I've got a submission right here, Luke. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no, fuck your form. I got something analog here. Okay. Uh, well, something suggested by uh, Seth Triggs. That's oh, yeah. uh, Seth Triggs, T-R-I-G-G-S. Uh, yep. You can look him up anywhere. He's a really interesting artist, has uh, some interesting perspectives. Uh, very sexy stuff. Uh, cool. Anyway, uh, he has suggested that we invent something, Luke. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I got to say, like, you know what the opposite of pro is? Is it Amateur? close but no uh we we gotta go to a con oh shit a convention yeah something that you have experience with i certainly do so i'm i'm gonna be relying on your expertise on this uh, next episode luke okay so next episode we're gonna invent a new convention and we'll have some needlessly creative conversation then we sure will and until that next time dear listeners thumbs up monorail eggplant good night everybody good night Bye. <laughs>